Welcome to the Inside Job Boards and Recruitment Marketplaces podcast. I'm Stephen Rothberg, the founder of College Recruiter Job Search Site. At College Recruiter, we believe that every student and recent grad deserves a great career. And I'm Peter Zolman, founding principal of the AIM Group, the leading global business intelligence service for marketplaces and classified advertising companies. We consult with recruitment marketplaces companies and publish AIM Group recruitment intelligence and a free weekly digest. We also host the annual Global RecBuzz Conference. This is the podcast for you to learn more about how to create, manage, and work with general, niche, and aggregator job boards and recruitment marketplaces. Hey, Peter, it is great to be with you again today. Welcome to the Inside Job Boards and Recruitment Marketplaces podcast. Could we have picked a longer title for that? Yeah, we could have, but then they wouldn't have been able to fit it on that square box that they use as the cover art for the podcast. Um, we just, you wanted job boards. I wanted recruitment marketplaces because there's a difference. And so we settled for the ridiculous title. Yeah. It's kind of, uh, like what, what they say, what, when you get a committee designing an animal, it becomes a camel, right? It's just a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Something like that. Uh, so it feels like it's been a week since we last got together, which is very strange. <laughs> <laughs> It, it it always when 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 you and I get together, it always seems like a much longer time for me than it does for you. And to me, it goes like an instant. It goes like an instant. Uh, exactly. I'm so glad it's, to be back right. with you. Exactly. Oh, it's just, God. It's just such such pleasure. Oh, God. So, hey, what uh, I I hear through a an unnamed source um, whose uh, name is spelled exactly the same as yours. Um, that AIM Group has an exciting announcement to deal doing something to do with uh, with with my birth month, April. Yeah, we are doing RecBuzz in Berlin in April. We've done a couple of conferences in Berlin. It's a fascinating city to me. I love going to Berlin. Standing there, looking at where the Berlin Wall was. And realizing that it just fell not very long ago, and I was having a conversation about a guy with a guy who grew up in Berlin Divided, and how he could never go around a lake. And once the wall fell, he swam across the lake and didn't get shot at. Mm. Uh, it was a, the lake was on the dividing line, so it's a wonderful city, as you know. RecBuzz is just a fabulous conference. Uh, CEOs, C-level executives from recruitment marketplaces and job boards from all around the world. We already told Will that if he's a real rock star on this podcast, uh, we might have to invite <laughs> him to speak there. Uh, but it's just well. You know, I don't need to pitch it because you've been known to say good things about it once or twice before. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody has any questions about what it's like to attend an, an AIM Group event? And I don't, you know, work for AIM Group. I don't get paid for this or anything like that. Just like just a happy attendee. Um, I was fortunate to go to the Barcelona one um, and then also the one in Amsterdam uh, or in uh, uh, September of 2022. Um, and both just phenomenal, great vibe. You don't feel like you're getting pitched to, 
Um, there is definitely an opportunity to meet with vendors, but it's it's much more of a collegial learning. And the thing that I think really distinguishes your events from a lot of the other ones is just how truly global they are. You're going to be sitting there and on one side of you is going to be somebody from Denmark. And on the other side of you, there's going to be somebody from Nigeria and their business models are going to be different and you're going to learn from them and they're going to learn from you. Just, it's really fantastic. And we're not pitching, but I will say super early bird registration lasts for another few weeks at least. And you can find out all about it at RecBuzzConference, R-E-C-B-U-Z-Z, conference.com. And um, I'll see you there in uh, April, Mr. Rothberg. And if I'm lucky, maybe Mr. Moss too. And that's your cue, Stephen, to introduce (laughs) Will, whom we've been talking about behind his back in front of him, so to speak. Yeah, he's got, he, he's he's got to be wondering, am I ever going to get to chime in here? So, Will is the he's the CEO of HBCU Connect. Um, for those of the listeners who don't know what that acronym is, historically black colleges and universities uh, in the U.S. It is a longstanding, very important um, g- group of schools that have uh, overcome adversity and educated millions and millions of, of some of the, the best um, contributors to society. And I'm going to let Will kind of describe a little bit more about that. But uh, Will, why don't you tell the listeners like a, a little bit about you, a little bit about Will, and a little bit about HBCU Connect. Uh, first of all, thank you all for having me. Appreciate the opportunity to be here. Uh, a little bit about myself. Uh, of course, yes, I'm the CEO of HBCU Connect, um, the founder of the company, um, my background, you know, by trade, I'm a software engineer. So, you know, the whole conversation about, you know, having HBCU Connect and, and, and HBCU Connect having a job board, um, you know, I wrote most of the code for the for the job board because at the time um, that I launched the site and launched the job board with the site, um, there were not a lot of examples out there, you know, white label solutions or anything like that. So I had to kind of roll up my sleeves and, and, and get involved. So I'm a software engineer by trade, uh, but HBCU Connect was a passion project for me. Um, having gone to one of the HBCUs, I went to Hampton University in Virginia. Didn't know what HBCUs were, you know, before I before I went to school. But once I was there, you know, part of your, you know, indoctrination, you know, as a freshman, is you take the University 101 class and they, and they explain the history of the school. They explain, you know, uh, Hampton University is an HBCU, one of uh, roughly 105 uh, HBCUs out there. I said, oh, that's interesting. But the passion came because um, I was picked up as a scholarship recipient by AT&T Bell Labs as a part of their diversity recruitment strategy. And uh, they paid for me to go to school starting um, halfway through my junior year in college. So that's where the idea came from for HBCU Connect. Once I came out and started working in the workforce, I wanted to give back. And so my way of giving back was creating uh, the website. That seems like a fabulous approach. When I was in Louisiana, we always... Uh, we're very impressed with Grambling, which, of course, had a great football team and the Marching 100 band, which turned out to be about 400 people. But nevertheless, it was stellar. Um, more important, though, 
um, HBCUs are often the only place people who need an education are able to get one and afford it and get support they need came from a rough background or a difficult background. Not everybody, of course, but HBCUs are known for their remarkable support of the students at the schools they attend. Um, I'm going to switch to the job board and recruitment side of the house for a minute. Uh, DEI is this incredibly important topic in the recruitment world these days, right up there with worker shortages, layoffs, and quiet quitting. Um, give us your view of DEI and uh, how you guys play a role in it. Sure. So my view uh, on DEI. So first of all, um, just my background as a software engineer, I didn't come from the HR space or really the DE&I space, except for the fact that I was a benefactor of it, right? So that created a passion, you know, that was a, a became a passion thing for me because of how I felt, you know, AT&T's program changed my life. Um, but from what I've, you know, experienced and, you know, and, and now being sort of a pioneer in the space, you know, we got, we kind of got involved, at least in the online and job board, you know, domain, um, got in, got involved very early. Um, so the, I think the thing is, there's two ways, you know, you can look at it, right? There's, there's DNI from the perspective of, um, you know, the government being involved and in saying certain industries uh, need to consider diversity and they need to recruit from diverse populations and have a diverse workforce. But then more recently, um, there's smart companies and organizations that are hiring and they're realizing that the more diverse their workforce is, the more they are better able to serve their customers who are likely going to be diverse. So the so now, you know, the conversation around diversity, you know, equity and inclusion is more around it being a business strategy and a business imperative that, you know, the the, the workforce and their employee base mimics their customer base so that they can come up with solutions um, that meet the needs of their customers, but then also that diversity of thought, diversity of background, um, you know, helps to produce um, solutions and products that, um, that give them a competitive advantage. We'll be back right after this break. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary, yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts. Welcome. 
Welcome back to the Inside Job Boards and Recruitment Marketplaces podcast. I've heard customer after customer of, of ours at College Recruiter talk about how just, just the same way you did, Will, where it, it's not only sort of the right thing to do, and years ago it was more about compliance um, for some of these organizations, um, but it makes business sense that they find that the more diverse their workforce is, the more productive that workforce is. Um, and HBCU Connect is is definitely um, an avenue that they that they should be pursuing. So if I can, I'd like to dig into a little bit of the, the past of, of HBCU Connect, because I think the listeners who are running their own job boards or recruitment marketplaces will find it to be instructive and, and also interesting. When I look at the site, um, I do not see a traditional job board like a college recruiter. You come and there's like, you know, keyword search in the homepage and locations and you see a list of jobs and you click and you apply to them. What I see is much more of a community site that happens to have that a job board component. Is Did it start out that way? Was that part of the plan? Was it just an accident? How did you get there? So HBCU Connect started out uh, initially as a social network. We didn't even have a job board as a part of our platform. Um, but, you know, interestingly, interestingly enough, you know, I, like I said uh, earlier, I was a software engineer, built out the website. So I still had my day job nine to five um, at AT&T. And I started getting these interesting phone calls from some savvy recruiters that said, hey, uh, we noticed that you have this site. You've got all of these um, students on the site. You've got all these graduates on the site. You know, we go off to the universities and, and you know, we can only reach five of them. And we know there's over, over 100. Can we post our jobs on your website? Can we can we recruit? Can you collect resumes from your members? And so originally it was one phone call. Then was, you know, a few weeks later, there was another phone call. And as the Internet got more and more um or you know the users of the internet got, got more and more savvy about online recruitment the more i started to get these phone calls so until you know finally i took my christmas break <laughs> off and i looked at the the leaders in the space at the time which were like monster and career builder and i said you know what I, oh you're dating <laughs> yourself <laughs> yeah this is like late <laughs> 90s you know early 2000 we lost we lost our our job board in 2002 so so, I mean, yeah, we were definitely kind of like pioneers in this space. And and so to your point, we we have a community. So you can kind of think of us as sort of like a LinkedIn, right, where we have a community of um, users that come to our site for different reasons. But as a part of them staying connected to to us and to each other, like through our site, we want to be an opportunity engine for them. So whether that opportunity is an internship when they're in um, college, right, or a scholarship when they're in college or when they're getting ready to graduate and they need a job, we want to have opportunities for them. And then when they're out there in the workforce and they're thinking about changing their um, you know, career or looking for a better opportunity, we want to be there uh, for them to provide opportunities. But the way we got into, into the space was completely organic, completely. That, that's fantastic. And um it's worth noting that we have we at the AIM Group uh, have often said, if you're just a job board, you're going to be done. You have to be a community and do so much more. Um, how do you build community? You've got a great base of people 
who attended historically black colleges and universities, uh, do they come back year after year? Are there things for them that make them want to come in addition to the job board? Obviously, there are. Uh, tell us a little bit more about building community. Back in the early days, it was easy, right? You could cr- you could come you could create uh, unique content. You could create unique functionality through the website that uh, you know would would keep folks coming back. So, for example, the ability to post a picture in a profile was a new concept <laughs> when when we when we started our website. So. I always used to say, hey, you know, when you're building community, let the community be the content, you know, where whereas, you know, lots of sites come out uh, and, and they say, oh, we've got to come up with content. And they're thinking about articles and content that people would be uh, interested in. But for us, we've tried to let our community, you know, this is the concept of user generated content. Right. We let we try to let our community be part of the content and create. Uh, the content for us. So for example, uh, every time we, we, we do a magazine um, twice a year for students and twice a year for alumni, and we ask for the members of our site to highlight themselves to be featured in the magazine. And part of that is uploading their resume, building out their profile, you know, putting their picture up, and basically, you know, um, highlighting or showing off their accomplishments to the community. Um, so it's it's a matter to answer the question. I think it's been a matter of allowing our members to participate in you know that content development and, and generation of content uh, and sharing their accomplishments with each other through our site. There are a lot of diversity job boards out there. Um, how do companies work with HBCU Connect? Is it a pay per application? Is it a monthly? Is it a individual job postings what's your job board business model because those are evolving but what what's the job board business model you use now sure uh, great question so we started off with the base the basics right job postings resume database access and a company profile on our site um and all of the typical online recruitment uh, activities uh then we kind of and they, they were sort of a la carte then we kind of gradually got into, uh, you know, companies saying, hey, can we just do a, an annual package with you, right, where we have access to post all of our jobs. Don't you just hate it when that happens? <laughs> we want to spend money with you for the long term. Don't bother us with this, this, this small stuff. Just take a lot of our money all at once, please. Oh, right. Those checks right. with all those zeros, it's, they're so annoying. <laughs> yeah, so, we, you know, we... Like I said, we organically got into this, and that, and that's what happened. We started getting these requests for, hey, can we do you know packing? And we started kind of looking around at the landscape, and a lot of this was new. You know, um, there were a couple of really big job boards out there, but there weren't that many small job boards out there like like ourselves as a niche job board. Um, but so we got into you know doing some packages, and you know my advice to the other um, job board owners out there is that you let your your customers. You know, you consult with them and they'll they'll give you they'll ask you for what they need. So, you know, we had a really big partner of ours that was using all of our online recruitment um, activity and they got us into doing virtual events. You know, they, they said, uh, hey, uh, this is a challenge we're having. Right. Um, you're sending us diverse candidates and we want to make sure it's a priority. 
But when they're channeled through, you know, the job postings, we're afraid they're going to get lost. You know, you guys solved the problem. And so we kind of said, OK, how can we make sure? And they say we want, you know, your candidates to meet our, our hiring managers and our recruiters. And so we said, we'll do just that. And we'll just we'll, we'll instead of funneling them into a job posting, we'll funnel them into a, a registration list for an event. And we started doing virtual events. And that's been like a huge, huge um, revenue stream for us and business opportunity um, beyond just the job postings and the resume database and, and that kind of thing. So it's just an example of us listening to our clients and, and coming up with solutions that we think uh, will help meet the needs or the challenges that they have. What a concept. Listen to customers. You know? What a concept. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, I think we have time for one more um, quick question, Will, if, if you don't mind. And that is you know, just sort of building off of the listening to customers. Are you, are you getting requests for uh, programmatic feeds, cost per click, um, or, or are your customers still really happy with, say, like a traditional duration-based advertising? I think uh, from a customer standpoint, they've they've been happy with the traditional uh they lean on us and and our recommendation um but then in, there's a lot of uh you know partners out there that we work with uh and organizations that um have proposed that we do like there's a lot of agencies right that uh have proposed like the cost per click or cost per application uh and that kind of thing but for us and our model and because of our niche and in the fact that we're not dealing with you know, millions and millions of applicants, we have, um, we have kind of kept our model a little bit flexible uh, and more traditional, you know, around, um, you know, packages, uh, pricing for access. Well, Will, thank you so much for joining us today. This, this was fun, even though Peter was part of it. <laughs> <laughs> and for listeners who want to learn more about um, you personally or HBCU Connect, um, how should they do that? Sure, sure. So um, to learn a little bit more about HBCU Connect, feel free to jump on our website, which is hbcuconnect.com. And uh, for me personally, probably the easiest thing would be to just link up with me on LinkedIn, Will Moss. Well, thank you so much, Peter. Any closing words? Just uh, enjoyed it immensely, and I look forward to uh, meeting you. Likewise, likewise. Because we've met virtually, now we got to do it in person. Likewise, appreciate the opportunity. Thank you both for what you do. Awesome, Will. Thank you. Inside Job Boards and Recruitment Marketplaces is a co-production of Evergreen Podcasts, College Recruiter, and The AIM Group. Please subscribe for free on your favorite app. Review it. Five stars are always nice. And recommend it to a couple of people you know who want to learn more about Job Boards and Recruitment Marketplaces. Special thanks to our producer and engineer, Ian Douglas. I'm your host, Peter Zolman of The AIM Group, the leading global consultancy in the field of marketplaces and classified advertising. Find out more about our reports on recruitment marketplaces, job boards, and classifieds, including our new recruitment marketplaces annual at aimgroup.com reports. I'm your host, Stephen Rothberg of job search site College Recruiter. Each year, we help more than 12 million candidates find great new jobs. Our customers are primarily Fortune 1000 companies, government agencies, and other employers who hire at scale and advertise their jobs with us. You can reach me at stephen at collegerecruiter.com.
Hi there. I'm Heather Drago. And I'm Sarah Saunders. We host the podcast, That's a Hard No, about saying no and setting boundaries. So you can become that true and empowered you that this world needs. Saying no isn't just okay. It's the key to living an authentic, fulfilling life. I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor. So while this podcast is in no way a replacement for one-on-one therapy, I suppose I know what I'm talking about. I'd say so. We talk about learning to say no and set healthy boundaries and how it impacts mental health, physical health, relationships, parenthood, and more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and visit our website, hardnopodcast.com. We're here to help you find your no and say it unapologetically. That's a hard no.